back to another marvellous episode of Let's Talk About. I am your... Oh, thank you. I, I am your host for this one. My name is Seb. Joining me is um, my fellow Marvel, Elliot. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I feel like you should have thought about that one a bit. A bit more I, I was trying to think of any other reference that I could think of, but I couldn't. Uh, so... We are, of course, talking about um, a movie we watched called The Marvels. Um, I saw this a couple of nights ago at the cinema. Um, I was one of six people there. My wife was also one of them. Uh, so that tells you how popular this film is. Um, how packed was your cinema when you saw it? My cinema was about half packed. Oh, okay. Yeah, if that, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like... For big screen in our cinema, no, it was like the middle screen. Yeah, I can't even remember where I was. <laughs> where where was I when I saw this? I remember. I remembered. Yes, it was the middle screen. It was half packed. We were the only people on our row. There was four of us. Okay, and I liked that. I liked that a lot. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, we saw it last week, which was good. Just as a as a quick thing as well, just in case we have any sort of like angry fans, we are aware we have lied to you. We, oh. we lied to you last week. We told you to look forward to a special episode on on elementals, and we have come forward with with a marvelous <laughs> um, size quest. Yeah, um, we thought yeah. it's in the zeitgeist at the moment. It's it's big on news. We should probably review it, and and I definitely. Um, didn't run out of time to watch Elementals, and that's the reason why we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, but but, but we've got Miss Miss Marvel. No, we've we've talked about that before. We've got the. I'm going to keep doing that. We've got yeah. the Marvels uh, to talk about, which would be really good. Uh, another forewarning: um, I'm in a different room. The internet's rubbish. So if we hear if you hear anything weird, <laughs> that's why. But yeah, yeah. so. Before you went in to that cinema, Seb, yeah, were you excited? Um, I think months ago, I don't think I cared about this movie. Um, and then I heard people saying, oh, it's just fun. And I was like, okay, I could go with some fun. Um, and, and yeah, that's pretty much where, <laughs> where my headspace was. Because, um, of course, the three main characters in this are from three separate kind of uh, properties. You've got Captain Marvel from her own movie and her appearances in Endgame and Infinity War. Um, and I guess like some post-credit scenes here and there. And we have Monica Rambeau, who was in WandaVision um, as a side character there. And we have uh, Miss Marvel, who had her own TV series. So, um, so all those things. I liked... I mean, I liked Captain Marvel. It wasn't amazing. A bit bland. Um, I really liked WandaVision and I really liked Miss Marvel. So I was happy with the characters that were in this movie, I'd say. Yeah, me too. I think <clears throat> Captain Marvel was a movie which was, I would describe as okay. Yeah. I, I don't think there'll ever be a moment in my life where I'm going to think, oh, you know what I fancy? Captain Marvel. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but um, this was a movie where I said, 
it, it just looked like it had the opportunity to be something great. And Miss Marvel and the ending of Miss Marvel, the TV show, got me excited for it. So, yeah, here we are. I was, I was quite excited to go watch it. But here's a question for you. Let's say we've got some people here who haven't seen um, the Marvels yet. But think about whether they want to go see it or not. But here's the thing. They've not seen Miss Marvel or WandaVision. They've not seen the TV shows, but we've seen Captain Marvel. Do you think they can still enjoy this movie? That's a great question. Um, so I, I basically... I was going to ask you this myself, actually. Um, so I gave my wife like, <laughs> a, like a crash course on the way to the cinema. So I said, like, so these are the main characters. Um, this is kind of what's going on. Um, and, you know, I don't know whether I explained it well enough, but she quite enjoyed the film. So I don't think you need to have seen them. I think it explains... <clears throat> I think it explains enough for you to get what's going on. Um, and... Like you think about the best parts of the Miss Marvel series are obviously the main characters like really charming, the family's really fun, and you get all that again in this series. You you get the fact that she's a big Captain Marvel fan straight away, um, and so all that plays very organically. I guess the stuff with like Monica is a bit like who's this character? Why has she got this stuff going on? Why does she feel this way about Captain Marvel? That would maybe make you think a bit like what's going on here a bit, but again, it kind of goes into that as well so i think yeah i think you could enjoy this without watching any of that stuff i'd say yeah because like with the extra two marvels shall we say there's not a lot of tying in storylines like with miss marvel most of that storyline has nothing to do with this the main thing that you're missing is just how she got powers yeah and that was about it but then in fact does it get explained in the movie and with monica rambeau Again, like, I haven't seen WandaVision since it came out, which I'm sure is probably the same for you as well. And a lot of, like, that... I I can remember what happened, but, you know, it was ages ago. Mm. That's during COVID, wasn't it? It was, like, two or three years ago now. So, um... But, again, a lot of it just ends up being explained throughout the movie. So, I think, really, as long as you... I, I think you kind of need to watch Captain Marvel... They yeah. not need. I think it's a good standalone movie, but I think watching Captain Marvel would help a lot. Um, but the other bits, I don't think you need to. No, yeah, I think, I think enjoy it a lot. of the three things, um, and it, I guess it's ironic that it's probably my least favourite of the three things you need, is yeah, you probably need Captain Marvel. You need to know who she is, her powers, her backstory, her relationship with Fury, and I guess with Monica as well. Um and I think, yeah, it's easy to take that for granted, I guess, when I've seen the movies um, and think, oh, yeah, I remember all these stuff. But it's like, yeah, if I hadn't seen that, would I know what's going on? So, yeah, I think of all them, maybe watch Captain Marvel. I think it's quite a good... I think some people are saying like, there should have been like a Captain Marvel sequel where, you know, you see what she does with the Kree and the Supreme Intelligence. But I don't know. I don't think we needed that, really. I think this explained enough of that, showed enough of that to have an interesting, like this is just another story that's happening in the universe. And that's what I really like. And that's what I think a lot of people wanted for Marvel, where nothing has to be the super interconnected end of the universe thing every time. Just have like a fun adventure with a few characters that have to solve a problem. Yeah. So we're going to go into sort of like the, the little deep dive into the film in a bit, where there will be spoilers, but we'll, mm. we'll, we'll say clearly when we're going to do that. But before we do that, let's just talk about 
our overall thoughts on the film. So we've just finished the movie, we've walked out of the cinema. How are you feeling? I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I was thinking, oh, I see why all the comments online are, no, this is just a fun movie. I don't know what everyone's talking about. And I was like, I think I know why a lot of people were hating on this movie. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, this had pretty much everything I wanted. It had some really good laughs. It had some really cool action stuff. It had a villain that I don't think was one note. I know some people have said that, but I think actually the villain was quite interesting. Um, mm. Really like the main characters. I think Captain Marvel is a lot more likable than this one. Um, the way they've written her character is a lot better. Miss um, Marvel's amazing still, which is great. Monica's quite good. All the stuff of Fury's good. Um, and Kamala's family are always fun, which is nice. And yeah, it's not like too long either, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think this is the shortest movie now, actually. I'm pretty sure. An hour and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just think it worked. Yeah. And. It's awful because we shouldn't do it. But I don't know about you, but while I was watching the movie, I was ca- comparing it to all the others. <laughs> so I was comparing it to like, I was comparing action scenes to other action scenes. I was comparing like the comedy level to other films. I think to be fair, a lot of that is because of the podcast. <laughs> I'm already thinking what <laughs> what I want to talk about. Uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but that's just what I do for all of you <laughs> listening. Um, but like, I really liked this movie. We've had 10 movies, I believe, since Endgame. I would put this in the top four. I think. Again, a lot of these movies, I will admit, I've only seen once. So, like, I've only seen Black Widow once. I've only seen Eternals once. Doctor Strange, Fall Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guns of Galaxy 3. I've only seen those once. Yeah. But from what I remember walking out... I think Marvel's in my top four. And I would argue it's up there with the best fighting sequences. Yeah, I'd agree with that. One particular bit, which we'll talk about, Mm. I think one particular fight sequence, we'll see if we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. It's for probably in like the top five, like probably of entirety of the MCU, Mm. I think. But we'll we'll, we'll see, because I've got the list of the MCU movies here, because I know what I'm like, because I'll say things, and I'll be like, oh yeah, no, that one, oh yeah, no, that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, similar thoughts, because I I remember walking out thinking, it's funny how everyone's hating on this one, because they finally made a good one again, and (laughs) it's like, of all the Phase 4 and 5 stuff, this is, I was in my head, I was thinking like, there's no MCU movie I hate, but there are some that I just think are meh, and you could kind of sort the movies into good or meh. And this is definitely one of the good ones. Yeah. Right. That's our non-spoilery thoughts on it. Very funny. Good use of characters. Great action sequences. But now we're going to go and spoil it. So if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want anything spoiled, spoiled? Yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, head off now. Go watch it. And then come back. Please. Yeah. All right. Seb. Where do you want to begin? Let's begin at the start. So when the Eternals first came down to Earth. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Hang on. Right. I was curious to see where everything was going to kind of like start off with this. Because the ending of Miss Marvel was literally very swapped between her and like Captain Marvel. 
and made a huge mess of like her bedroom. And I was just like, where, where's Kamala gone? Oh, is that really how it ended? Yeah, do you remember? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we got like the scene straight from it. It was literally ended where it was like it was the I think it was like the post credit scene of the or if not post credit, literally just the ending of a Miss Marvel series where she's in her yeah. room. And then all of a sudden her band starts going and then just bang and then she's yeah. gone and then she swapped with Captain Marvel, she goes in there. I do and we that, had yeah. talked about it before when we talked about I can't remember if it was Miss Marvel or I can't remember if we did an episode on Miss Marvel or what we talked about. We did talk about and we said like in the comics they had things like called nega bands mm. and if you tap them then you swap with a person and they go into like the negative uh, zone or whatever you call it. Mm. But that wasn't that but as you can see it's probably where it was like derived from. Yeah because Captain least. Marvel calls them the quantum bands doesn't she? Yes. Um, so I'm just looking at the plot here because it's been a week. So it yeah, so okay, did it start with it straight after Captain Marvel then, where she went and destroyed the Supreme Intelligence? Is that the she, of it? She she says to Yonrog, I'm gonna go back and do that, basically, and we see her fly off, we don't see her do that. Yeah. Um I mean we'll because we, we'll, we, we do see her do it a little bit later on, so you might as well cover this bit now, yeah. I suppose, while we're here. I mean I did think that was like a wasted opportunity for such a massive yeah villain. that was kind of over and done with in about 10 seconds well yeah and it's funny because I kind of forgot about it until they brought it up again and I was like oh yeah I guess you were going to do that and I guess in a, in a lesser film they would have just said oh yeah I went there and destroyed it um, so at least they actually showed it and especially because it link, links into why they'll call her the Annihilator and I had to kind of get my bearings right on it because, yeah, she flies off to do that in the 90s. Um, so she's obviously done that. She's then going around the space. And then in modern day, she's then coming back to help the Avengers in like Endgame. So um, I had to then think, oh, so then that happened in the past. But then like the effects of that are now happening now. So I had to kind of get my head around that. But I guess, yeah, it would have been cool to see that kind of happen either in her own movie or in something else because um, it is quite big because again we don't really see the supreme intelligence until it's destroyed um, so yeah I don't know yeah I mean I'm guessing that one of the reasons they did maybe that was their original plan was to do that but because of what happened with Captain Marvel the original and so like how much hate it got I'm guessing to have the supreme intelligence do what they wanted to do it would have been like another solo movie for her. And maybe they yeah. just didn't want to put that kind of money. <laughs> well, I don't know. Cause <laughs> into you, that. Yeah, there was hate for it, but it made like a billion dollars. So it was definitely a, a franchise they could have done again. Hmm. Yeah. And also we talked a little bit about the runtime. I mean, everyone who listens to this knows that I love a short film. Yes. Absolutely love it. So I was really happy, happy, happy. I can't speak today. I was really happy with this runtime, but we could have easily have added in like another 20 minutes or even like 10 minutes just of explaining that, maybe starting it off saying this is what happened 20 years ago, whatever, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I'm realizing my age now. Cause how does this open? It opens with Captain Marvel in a ship, I think. 
So what I've got on the Wikipedia, the most trusted of sites, <laughs> is in the plot, which it normally does it in order. It says that Carol Danvers defies the influence of a supreme intelligence and destroys it, which leads to a Kree civil war and the desolation of their homeworld, Hala. The conflict renders the planet barren and it loses its air, water and sunlight. So I'm guessing the opening, is it with the, the Kree on, the, on that moon type thing? Yes, And they're grabbing the band? Yeah, you're right. So this, this plot is kind of like explaining, well, this is why we're doing it. And yeah, I think this is what I liked. Again, it helps. It's a short film. It's just how quickly it all went in. So we get introduced to the villain straight away. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think the villain was overly exciting. No. But thankfully, I think everything around it helped. It's kind of like before the Dark World, how Malekith was like a a, a, a terrible villain. Yeah. But everything around it didn't help either. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's like, but at least with... she's like Ronan Light, isn't she? Where, you know, he was just like a bad guy with a big hammer and the Guardians, <clears throat> sorry, the Guardians are the fun part of the movie. So like, again, with this one, but I think we'll, we'll go into her in a bit more detail later. Um, but yeah, she's just like, oh, she's a bad guy. She wants the bands. That sets off the story. And that's like a typical comic book story. So, Yeah. And then, we kind of then see the three kind of like Marvel. So we see Captain Marvel. She's going off to find out what's going on over there with where the villains were. You've got Monica Rambeau, who you've now seen is on the space station with Nick Fury. Saber. With Nick Fury. Saber. And she's got to go fix something. And she notices like this tear in like what space time, whatever you want to call it. No, mm. the, it's like the jump holes. The jump Which point. was like introducing Guardians, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, jump points. And then you have Miss Marvel, where exactly where we saw her at the, at the end. And then somehow, all three of them, due to like this tear and jump point and bands and whatever, are all connected. I can't remember the phrase they use. Their light In, is... They're entangled. Entwined. Entangled. Because it's all about um, quantum entanglement, where like you have one particle that's like kind of linked to another, uh, I guess is the idea. So, because they, Monica and Carol, touch the thing at the same time as um, Kamala uses her band which is why they all kind of switch which is fun yeah and that's basically what happened isn't it that's a a massive plot point of a movie is now whenever two of them do their power at the exact same time they swap places yeah which was great timing because Captain uh, Marvel then gets into a big fight. Yes. At the same time that Kamala's thing is going off. And then they swap. Mm. And then uh, Monica starts using her powers. I can't remember why. If it was to... Oh, it was to sort out the... Yeah. The, 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 the jump thing. <laughs> <laughs> the jump point. <laughs> Again. And... This just leads to... I don't know if this is the one you were thinking of earlier. This just leads to what I think is one of the greatest fight scenes we've had in the MCU just because of how crazy it is where you've got Captain Marvel fighting the Kree but then she swaps with Kamala who's then like all of a sudden with the Kree and then she's left with like Goose the cat who then starts eating Kree and then they swap again and now Monica is now on the spaceship fighting the Kree and Captain Marvel is like somewhere like with Nick Fury just chatting Mm. about what's going on and then Miss Marvel and 
Goose, the cat, are now back at her parents' house. The cat then throws back up the Cree that she's eaten. Yes. And now all of a sudden, this poor Indian family have got all these Cree there. <laughs> and they all just keep swapping. And all of them have got to be fighting different things. And you've got um, Miss Marvel's family just, like, trying to fight off these Cree. <laughs> And that's being swapped around between all three Marvels. You've got Nick Fury at, at the Sabre port, and they're trying to like kill off all these Kree that's going on. You've got the actual main, actual Kree station. Yeah. They're absolutely destroying the Khan's house in the process of this as well. <laughs> I really did feel for them. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I thought it was amazing just how it was all done. Because you can kind of like see how they were all disorientated at first, but then they slowly kind of got into it. But obviously, you can't really get into it because you don't really know what's going on. Mm. But I've managed to do it. I mean, you've got all the different sort of like supporting characters as well. And yeah, I just think for like humor and coolness, if I'm young enough to say that <coughs> phrase, sure. and everything else, I just thought, yeah, I think so. It was really, really good. That, that yeah. scene was the highlight of my movie for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's very creative, very fun. And. It was kind of like, oh, I hope nothing happens to Kamala's family because, you know, the guys are just like trying to kill everyone there. Um, so I do like they do actually try and fight them off a bit. But yeah, I think, yeah, the whole thing was like a very creative fight scene. We've not seen anything like that in the MCU. It happening in three different places, all these different people bouncing off each other. Um, Nick Fury trying to fight off the people as well. Yeah, it was good. Really liked it. Really cool. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> then I think they managed to so Nick Fury I think goes down to like um, Kamala's world and he picks like the whole family up and takes them yeah. to Sabre and they Captain Marvel meets them and they're just trying to like explain what's going on hmm. actually no Captain Marvel might not meet them I think they have a family Nick Fury and, Monica. and is it Monica's with them Yes, and then one of them uses their powers and they swap with Captain Marvel in the ship. And then yeah. they all kind of like fly there. I think that's what happens. But yeah, now I'm going to go back to the plot because no. I'm going to stop guessing as to what happens. <laughs> and then the Hulk shows up and kills everyone. No way. Whoa. Hey, wait a minute. Um, all right, there we go. As Freeman return to their original places, Fury and Rambo visit Kamala on Earth. And yeah, then they do all the things I, I said. And they turn up to the... The, the Kree and then they do that big sort of like fight scene on the actual the scroll planet oh yeah Tarnax yeah thank you and th- that was a that was a hard to watch scene wasn't it the whole whole thing going on just have this really nice uh, yeah I nice <laughs> <laughs> well, really, really fun battle well yeah because you've got Obviously, you don't know who the scrolls are if you haven't seen Captain Marvel. And I feel like it's interesting having this existing at the same time as Secret Invasion because that show is just so atrocious and <laughs> ruins a lot of stuff. But it's good because I kind of put it to the back of my mind. And you have the scrolls are obviously trying to find a new place to live. They have a nice place here. They're having peace talks with the Kree. But it seemed to be a trap because the Kree were actually going to take all the atmosphere. And they think that the scrolls called Captain Marvel there, so then they all just start fighting anyway. Um, and yeah, it's quite heartbreaking because they're all trying to save all these people and 
Obviously, Miss Marvel's in hero mode, so she's trying to save everyone. And but then every time they're using their powers, they're swapping around. And Carol just has to shout her and say, "You know, we have to save as many as we can." Then they get off, and it's like it's quite yeah, it's quite upsetting for them. Um, and yeah, it kind of shows the the stakes of it because yeah, a lot of people died on that thing, and they're all like quite distraught and depressed again. And the leader's like, "You know, you kind of ruined this," um, but then he's like. They they find a home before them, which was uh, which was an interesting cameo, I thought. Oh yeah, with uh, what what what's her face? Um, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yeah, who's no longer a Valkyrie, but is now Queen of Asgard. She's King of Asgard, I'm pretty sure. King of Asgard. Oh, one of those. Well, I won't get involved in that. Now but, she um, and Carol talked as if they were like really close friends. Now I must I might be missing something, but have they ever spoken to each other in any of these movies? <laughs> Uh well I think they would have fought together in Endgame, maybe. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Was Valkyrie? Yeah, in she Endgame? was there. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um oh no, I mean I when when I was watching it it seemed like they were more than just friends. Yeah, that was the hit um, I got as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was wondering where I was gonna go, but it didn't go there. So I was like, that's fair enough. But yeah, it was good as well because it kind of like the whole scene before it really showed off just actually like, you know, you could think with a fight scene, oh, Miss Marvel was like really cool and all that. And like, oh, she's really well. She's got a good sense of humor and she's got a really good heart. But then it also really shows off her age as well yeah. and how she hasn't seen any, like, because this was, you know, proper war, essentially what she was having to see and not even like an equal sided one. Yeah. So, um, you could just see like really struggling about like she for her it's just like she's looked up to Captain Marvel and it should be like we're supposed to save everyone but mm. that's not realistic it's just not going to happen not in that situation um so seeing that effect of it but then it was also good seeing the differences between the other two Marvels how they've been handled her being sort of like upset with it yeah so again good bit of character development I think for all three yeah, it was. No, I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice, yeah. Because after all the scroll going, this is the three of them. Like Carol was like, you know, I'm sorry for shouting, and you know, we'll try again the introductions and stuff, and and they're all talking. And because you, you've had these scenes where Monica didn't want to talk to Carol, and Carol's obviously quite happy to see her, and didn't understand why she didn't want to talk to her, and it all comes out, and you know, they're all talking and stuff, and it was like, yeah, it was you know, it was pretty emotional and. It was nice seeing them kind of reconcile a bit and seeing how upset they are, the things they're having to deal with. And then the other thing where they're trying to um, get Miss Marvel's memory of the star maps. That was quite funny. It's like, oh, they're the chart of all the stars and things. Oh, and what, did, what, did it, what was it pointed to? And she went, the stars? <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, obviously <laughs> she has no idea what she's talking about. Um, and so they're going through all that. And then Carol sees all the stuff happened with Monica and with... Um, her mum and everything like that and all that stuff and they all and then yeah so they all kind of realize you know they're all a bit hurt and then they all try and work together and they have that nice training montage where they're trying to master the switching which i thought was quite cool and they do like the skip the jump rope and like she's saying yeah. now like come on i just wouldn't jump in <laughs> which is quite typical <laughs> as well yeah i think what was really really well was making each of these characters individuals mm. um yeah, I thought it was great. And of course, then they're going off, they, they kind of like get the idea that they're trying to, that the villain's trying to sort of basically make her planet sort of like whole again. So they've got the 
air and now they want water. And then Captain Marvel's like, oh, well, I finally figured out she's trying to hurt me in the process. Mm. So she goes off to her husband's world. <laughs> yes, that was fun. <laughs> Which is a fun little... Uh, what, what a planet. So, I loved the whole thing. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so for those who haven't seen it but wanted to stay around because you're just crazy little people, um, <laughs> she goes to a planet where the language is everyone sings and that's how you talk to each other. Yeah. And it's just so colourful and lovely and there's songs everywhere and they dress all nice. And then they speaks to her, the prince, who is also her Captain Marvel's husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, for some sort of like p- politically, yeah, it was, a, worse today. it was like a marriage <laughs> of uh, convenience or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he starts talking to her normally, and she's like, "Yeah, he's bilingual." <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I really love the whole thing because we land on this planet, and it's like in a Disney movie where everyone just starts singing, and it's like, and the other characters are like, "What's going on?" And they're like, Kamala's just like really getting into all the dancing and singing and stuff. And Monica's obviously like, what's going on? And then there's that great bit where Carol's dress, uh, her outfit just magically transforms into this really nice dress. And then she starts dancing <laughs> with the prince. And they're just like, what's going on? And then she's like, was it Monica says to Kamala, like, how many chapters of fan fiction is this adding to your book now? Um, and I thought, yeah, that was just, what a cool little idea to just do. And it's fun. And it just fleshes it out a bit more where Carol's obviously like this, just going around doing all this cool stuff. And it's like, maybe a second Captain Marvel movie would have been fun where she's just going around the universe and going to cool places. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. And one thing we don't see, so then we have this big fight scene because Captain Marvel's right, the villain then comes, uh, takes the water. We don't actually see if they take all the water and also what happens to the planet after that. We don't mm. see like, did they, are they, are they suffering? Are they dying? Have they moved? Have they still got some water left? Are they unchanged? We didn't get to see any of that. So yeah, that's a good point. So they, she says that the planet's like 99.6% water and it was kind of like, you could have just done it in the middle of the ocean, but they did it like right near the coast just to kind of cause damage. Um, but I guess the implication was that it probably did do some damage. That's why Carol was so upset by it. Um, but how much water, you know, would they have taken? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so we, we do that, like we said, it's like a mixture of everything we got before. We really see the characters flesh out. We see some interesting fight scenes. See some of their training sort of like come into hand. Um, some humor as well. Mm. But then they move off to Earth. Because they realise it's the final place they want to go. The final thing they need to do is their son. Yes. Um, and I'm going to again grab the old uh, <laughs> plot thing. <laughs> um, again. Yeah. So then this happens. And I'm trying to think exactly how they do it. Because something happens to Sabre as well. Yeah, so there's been a few things going on where there's these little weird monster egg things appearing and they're like, oh, "Oh, what's going on here? Um, And then in the midst of this as well, because of the jump point thing that um, Durban has been making, whatever the name is, um, it's causing like pulses that are like kind of damaging the Sabre place. So then the evac pods aren't working and the other stuff isn't working. So... 
it's because it's such a fast-paced movie. So much is happening. Because I'm trying to remember what's all happening at the same time. So yeah, you've got all the people are panicking on the space station because they're trying to find evacuation pods, and you've got these little things that are kind of growing all over the place. And you've got this crazy person trying to blow up the sun. Um, and then the eggs transpire to be baby flurkins um, that Goose had clearly laid everywhere. Um, which was quite funny, seeing all these little kittens running around the space station. Uh, but I guess we'll kind of go into what they do later on. Uh, but, yeah, so the key point here is that they have to stop her from kind of absorbing the sun. So they, the three of the girls, they fly off to the ship to confront the baddie, don't they? That's it. And then it's, you know, the classic, oh, we can we can sort this without fighting. And we're like, okay. I will, and they apologise and explain things. And then, huzzah, backstab! And then, no, and then kill. Well... Yeah, because she died at the end, didn't she? No. No, not quite, because they do they do a big fight. Um, and I quite like this fight, because they've all, they're all just, like, hitting her. Like, they're proper going for it. And um, and then she's obviously going for it as well. So it's quite brutal. Um, it kind of reminded me a bit more of, um, like... Captain America and Bucky against Iron Man, where they're just like punching each other, like properly going mm. for it. And so they're like blasting her all over the place. And she's like, no, you know, screw you. Um, and that's because then we've had Carol talk about why they call her the Annihilator in like a previous scene where she talks about the flashback and Darwin was there for that. I think that's her name. I'm going to just double check before I keep saying this wrong name every time. No, no, I, th- I think you should just go uh, stuck of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it would make sense. Um, scroll, no, Prince Young. Yeah, Darwin. So, um, yeah, she was there for that. So that's why you get that really cool kind of backstory where they're on the planet Harla, which is the Cree homeworld. And she's saying, you know, like, we, our planet was basically destroyed and dying and I rose up to kind of keep things going. And they're all, like, yelling for her and stuff. And she's saying about... Because her advisors say you need both bands to like actually get the power from the sun, otherwise she'll die. And she's like, "Well, I'll I'll just do it anyway." And it's like, yeah, I guess from our point of view, she's evil because she's taking another planet's resources. But from her homeworld's point of view, she's their hero, and she's becoming a bit of a martyr as well. And it's like that's actually quite some interesting motivation. And she's doing it to spite Captain Marvel because she blames her for destroying her homeworld. So of course she wants revenge, and she's not going to listen to her. So I thought that was actually quite interesting. Yeah, it's not as layered as like Loki or Thanos or someone, but I thought it was a bit more interesting than the Malachi for a or a Ronan. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I also thought it was interesting, just on a very side note, that she, the actress who plays her, is Tom Hiddleston's wife. Yes, and I sit, I sit out at the same time as Loki. <laughs> I know. Yeah, somebody pointed that out to me. It's like, huh. Small world. So they beat her up and then like the wall collapses on her and stabs her. And then they're talking about they, Monica suggests that Carol could kind of kickstart their son. And um she said like for Harlow and then the bad guy's like for Harlow. So she goes to lift the thing off her and then you know, she sees the hammer and then she betrays them, takes the band from Kamala. There was a point where she's like if you move, I'll kill Kamala. So, okay, whatever. So then, like, she takes the band off. But then once she's doing this, the hammer's moved away from Kamala's head. So I'm like, so at that point, you blast her again. <laughs> but they didn't, which is like, oh, okay, that's like a very typical movie thing to happen. 
Um, but then she has both bands on and um, she does it to kind of blast a big rift. But then she just kind of blows up, doesn't she, I think? Yeah, so she's now dead, as far as I'm aware. Obliterated, just poof. Yep. Gone. And then out in the space is now, is it both the bands and something else? Or was it just both the bands? I can't remember. Yeah, because um, I think Captain Marvel flew out to stop her, didn't she? But then, like, she blows mm. up. So Captain Marvel's kind of, like, floating around with the bands. So then Monica goes and grabs them, I think. Or Carol just grabs yeah, them. Yeah, well, I think she does that. And then Kamala, like, gets the big hand and, like, brings yes, everything in. that's right. Which I thought was really cool. Um, so you kind of fi- fix that all. Um, and then... I'm deciding which one I want to go first. Okay, then let's do this one. Sorry if you can hear all the dogs barking as well. Nice. Um, so we start noticing that the the break in the 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 space hole jump port thing mm. that definitely not got a name is Rift. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Rift, and you know it's like I've seen this before. <laughs> this keeps happening. Yeah. Um, and Monica's just like, I can fix it. I can do it. Mm. And they're like, oh, go on then. You go fix it. You have fun with that. They're not really... It's like, <laughs> I think everyone in the audience knows what's about to happen. But it's like yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedledum back there. Just like, oh, that's nice. She's going to go fix it. So she goes to fix it. And then we're just like, oh, silly Monica. She's on the other side. She's, she's well, in the other universe, silly. So they're like, okay, oh, Monica, come on, come over here. It's not quite fake <laughs> out like that. <laughs> <laughs> um... But no, but in all seriousness, they're like trying to get her back because they realise she's still on the other side. And then she's just like, I always knew I was going to be on this side. Yeah. And then like Marvel, Captain Marvel is just like, zoom, straight off, faster than light. Maybe not quite that fast, but yeah. try and rescue her. And of course, there's that classic movie thing where it all closes up. She's behind it. And Captain Marvel goes straight through. Yeah. She's missed her. Mm. Oh, dear. Sad times. It is sad. sad. Meanwhile, on the Sabre space station, what's going on, Elliot? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this kind of happened all before anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so they've realised there's only, like, one live pod, um, escape pod left. And, like, a bunch of humans. There's not enough space for all the humans. What are we going to do? Oh, I know. We'll take all those kittens you talked about earlier and we'll get them to uh, swallow all the humans. <laughs> And there's this whole crazy Guardians of the Galaxy-like scene mm. where everyone's running for their lives because they don't want to be eaten alive, even though it's for their own safety. So they're then yeah. <laughs> taking them and then they're chucking all the kittens that have just eaten everyone into the uh, escape pod to make uh, space. And then, yeah, and then they escape to Earth. And then all the kittens start running away and start throwing everyone up. Yeah. So now we've got an Earth filled of um, human-eating kittens. <laughs> That whole scene was um, very bizarre. It was just like the Tannoy, like, don't run away. The kittens are here to eat you, kind of thing. And then it's like, it's just all these screams and like cry, cries of terror as people are running away for these little kittens. And then, yeah. And then there's that, that last guy who like kind of um, grabs his nose and like dives backwards into one <laughs> as it eats him, which I thought was quite cool. Um, and then, like, yeah, Fury like crash lands on Earth. But then, um, yeah, then Kamala's spaceship, um, I say Kamala's spaceship, Kamala lands back on Earth on the spaceship um, and they explain that Monica sacrificed herself and Carol went off somewhere 
can't remember where Carol went, actually. Carol went to Hella to oh, fix yes. the other problems. So she went to the, the sun and she fixed that, basically becoming the saviour of a place where she actually destroyed in the first place. Yeah, so that was quite a good kind of development for that whole story for Carol, which is good. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that whole sort of like cat sequence, I feel like was so weird and out of place in this film. I did wonder if people were going to hate it. Mm. But I was just like, but if you stuck that in the middle of a Guardians film, it would just be the norm. It'd be like, oh yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was very cool. So yeah, so we kind of got Monica Rambeau in a different universe. We've got Captain Marvel, who's kind of like, she's like trying to fix the the problems that she's made before. She's trying to like better herself. So she did that by going to Hela and she kept on her promise. She redid the, the sun, so now their planet's growing back to normal. And you've got Miss um, Marvel, who's now off to create, I'm, I'm guessing, the Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun little scene. very exciting. Yeah, because we had um, a nice cameo from Kate Bishop herself, again from the Hawkeye series. Yeah. So this movie had a lot of tie-ins. For such a short movie, it tied in a lot of other it's TV shows It's tied in with so much films. more stuff than anything else we've had. Um, and and she does that cool little parody of Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man where she's like sat in the dark and saying, you know, you've become a big part of a much bigger universe. And it's like, so far it's you and me. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that whole scene was like, that was, that was a cool callback. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be good. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because we've been expecting that for a while because there's other sort of like young, sort of like superheroes as well. Mm. So it'll be good to see kind of like where that goes. Um, and then finally we get the mid credit scene. Yes. Yes, what happened there? So, Monica wakes up. So, so, okay, so she's not dead, which is good. And I kind of, as soon as she woke up, I knew what was going to happen. But, um, so she wakes up in, like, some kind of hospital room, very similar to um, her flashback in WandaVision, because she got um, blipped um, during the Infinity War stuff. So, it wakes up, she's in a hospital room, and she sees someone, and I knew straight away who it was going to be. And it looked to be her mum which was quite a shock. So she's obviously very emotional and sad and crying and stuff. But um, obviously this other person doesn't really seem to recognise who she is. Um, and then in walks um, a very familiar voice in a very blue, blue furry skin. And it's Beast from X-Men, which is quite cool. Yeah. And uh, then we start talking about Charles and you're like, yeah. oh, it's happening, people. It's like that um, that meme, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going back. It's like it's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> they receive a big door with the the X, and it's like mm. finally after them saying it's coming sooner than you think for the last three years. Yeah, because we've her, now got her mum is what's she called binary. I think they say her name is. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Because I'm being it, honest, because I skip that bit. <laughs> Well, because, yeah, in in Doctor Strange 2, they go to a different universe where um, Maria Rambeau became Captain Marvel. Before that was an interesting point, because in this story, Carol says, in the flashback where Carol's talking to Maria, and she says, oh, no, it should have been you who got to that thing first. Um, So that's clearly what happened in the other universe, where whatever the delay was, it meant that Carol didn't get there first. Um, But, yeah, so she's obviously some other hero in that world, but we're going to see some X-Men now. Ooh. Yeah, because we've already had like mutants come in, so they've already said that um, uh, Miss Marvel is a mutant. Yeah, I think there's been another one, but I can't remember now. We've had some others. There was 
There was but, one in uh, well, I know Namor is one. Um, there was another one referenced in oh, in She Hulk. I'm pretty sure there was a mutant or two in that one. Oh, maybe. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's all coming together. Mm. So a lot packed into a short film it was a bit non-stopped, but I really like it. I think the characters were amazing. I mean, for me, the highlight of the entire movie, like other than the fight scene, was just um, uh, Miss Marvel. I think character-wise, yeah, I think she was the best, especially for her age as well. I think she done so well. Yeah, because um, this is her first feature yeah. movie um, after her show, which is her first acting job at all. She just bounces off the cast so well. She's she's not the annoying little kids which you would often get in these movies. She's just very charming and likable bounces off well of everyone and then kind of brings out the best of the other characters as well that she's with and just the dynamic of the three Marvels just worked really well yeah and I think they, they had a good sort of mixture between sort of like humour and a serious sort of like plot as well and something mm. that it reminded me a lot of like just the original Marvel movies where like you said at the start it wasn't some big thing that's expanding to another plot or anything like that it was just a self-contained story, which was funny, which had a plot, and it was just good fun. Yeah. It was that's all it was. It was just they had one mission. There was one villain. There was some hope for a villain, but there wasn't, and then they died. And then there was a good post-credit scene to say, "Oh, but this is what's coming next." Yeah, and there was just one scene as well, not two. Um, so yeah, I I really liked this movie. This is one I'd be happy to watch again. Hmm. Um. Like I said, I think it's in my top four of all the ones since Endgame. And, you know, I think that fight scene is up there with, like, you know, the, the bus scene in Shang-Chi. Um, I think they're, like, two of the best scenes that we've had. So, yeah. overall, a thumbs up from me. Yeah, it's a thumbs up from me. So, this is a, a very fresh review from Let's Talk About. Um, it, it's nice having a movie that's not just all set up and then all the post credit scenes are all set up. So it's just a very unsatisfying experience. Um, whereas, like, yeah, Iron Man was a complete movie with then a cool little teaser at the end. So it's nice to go back to that. And I think they're kind of realising now, yeah, just try and do, like, a self-contained story that's just entertaining but then has links to the old, to, you know, other universe other than, like, filler movies, which is what like, Ant-Man and stuff have been, which is obviously what's mm. turning people away. So, yeah, definitely recommend this one. Um, I know people were going to complain about, like, oh, it's, you know girl power and all this stuff. But I don't really, I didn't get any hint of that in this movie at all. No, I didn't. So, yeah, no. it's good. Yeah, we recommend it. Right, but of course, it's not just about us. Is that we want to hear your thoughts. So, you can get in contact with us. You can find us on Instagram. That's your best place. We very rarely post actual things, but we try to do a story every now and then, you know, yeah. so you can find out if we're taking breaks, you know, get little polls you can vote in. Uh, so you might even have a poll on this one. But, you know, to make sure you don't miss out on any in the future, give us a follow. Uh, we can also message us on Instagram. Now, you might want to know, well, how do I find you on Instagram? Well, you just search our Instagram handle, and that's lta.podcast. That's the one. Or if you want to go absolutely mental and just send us a review that we might never read, you can email us at letstalkabout2022 at hotmail.com. Yeah. Right. Thank you for listening, and and Seb, any any final words of wisdom for the audience? 
Well, I mean, I have so many words of wisdom, it'd be hard to kind of bring them down to just one. So I think I will end my review with the following words. Um, Higher, further, faster, together. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) It was a tagline for the movie. Yeah.